Hi guys, once again, Alan here from Coffee and Heroes. Uh, it's time for our monthly previews podcast. So, as usual, what we're going to do here is uh, we've had a good look through the previews book this month. This is for titles that are coming out two months from now. Uh, so, by and large, these will be coming out uh, towards the start of September, uh, end of August, start of September. Uh, so, we just like to go through it and pick out what we think are the hot titles coming out. Uh, it, it can be tough keeping up with comics or obviously released at such a, a fast pace. Uh, we're just doing our best to try and simplify things for you guys so that you know what's coming out, you know what's hot, you know what to look forward to. As ever, if you listen to this podcast and any of these titles appeal to you, just either drop us a message through Facebook Messenger, uh, just find our page Coffee and Heroes Belfast. Uh, I'm always answering the messages on there. Or feel free to pop in this store, you know, we're in Smithfield Market, we've just moved to a bigger store, there's loads of back issues to look through, really good selection of graphic novels, uh, and then again the weekly releases are always up there, and a few nice wee sort of key issues, nice variants, things like that as well. And if all that fails, you can always just grab a nice cup of coffee, now serving iced coffees as well, given the uh, heat wave that we're enjoying at the moment. So again, what I just want to do is break it down into three categories, so DC, Marvel and Indie. So what we'll do is start off with the DC section. Now undoubtedly the, um, the key title for me this month that is in the previews is Heroes in Crisis number one. So what this is going to be is this is going to be a seven issue miniseries written by Tom Keane who is killing it on Batman at the moment and also on Mr. Miracle. Uh, the art is going to be by Clay Mann, who's also worked with uh, Tom King before on the Batman series. Now, for this, I, I just have to read the little preview for this because I could probably not articulate it quite as well as this. But uh, basically, there's a new kind of crisis threatening the heroes of the DC Universe. Ripped from real-world headlines by CAI operative-turned-comics writer Tom King. How does a superhero handle PTSD? Welcome to Sanctuary an ultra-secret hospital for superheroes who've been traumatised by crime-fighting and cosmic combat. But something goes inexplicably wrong when many patients wind up dead, with two well-known operators as the prime suspects, Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. It's up to the DC trinity of Superman, Wonder Woman and Batman to investigate, but can they get the job done in the face of overwhelming opposition? This really does just sound so, so interesting to me. I mean, anything Tom Keane writes, I would just jump straight on board with anyway. But in this case, I think the the idea for this is excellent. Uh, I suppose it's something you never really consider, you know, the effects of being a superhero. You know, you sometimes see the loneliness conveyed or struggles with alcohol. You know, I'm thinking demon in a bottle here, sort of Iron Man type stuff. But there's never been sort of like a clinic almost where superheroes can go and, you know, talk about their problems or the pressures of doing this or, you know, that kind of thing, the consequences. So this sounds awesome. And uh, I have to say that the uh, there's a little fact sheet in the previews book and I have to say that it's best summed up by these three lines. Uh, Superman sees it as a good. Wonder Woman sees the sanctuary as a kindness. Batman sees it as a necessity. That just sums up the relationship between the Trinity perfectly, I think. Um, so that's Heroes in Crisis. Uh, that's coming out the 26th of September. Uh, but a week prior to that, uh, DC are now launching their Black Label. Uh, now, the Black Label is basically a new imprint from DC. It's giving their best talent 
the opportunity to expand upon the canon of DC's superheroes with unique standalone stories. Uh, they stand outside of the DC Universe continuity. So basically, whether it's the writer, it's the artist, they got complete freedom here. This is not stuff that's going to be considered canon. Uh, to give you an example of what how this is going to work, the first DC Black Label uh, graphic novel release is actually going to be Batman White Knight, which has been one of our favourite titles of the last year. Uh, so that's a recommendation for September as well, if you haven't caught up on that, the trade paperbacks out. But what I want to focus on in terms of a recommendation is Batman Damned. So this is going to be a three-issue prestige format miniseries. So with this one, it is going to be a little more expensive. It's going to come in at around £6 an issue, but it's going to be 48 pages. It's going to be square bound. And I mean, the story for this one just sounds absolutely awesome. Uh, so written by Bran Azzarello, one of my personal favorite writers, just for the fact that he wrote and created 100 Bullets. Excellent series uh, by Vertigo. And the art and covers by Lieber Mayo. Now, Lieber Mayo is best known for Batman Noel. Uh, he did Luther, uh, Joker. Um, he also did a really good mini series for Vertigo called Suiciders, which if you've never read it, check that out. So the, the, uh, the little blurb for this reads, The Joker is dead. There is no doubt about that. But whether Batman finally snapped his scrawny neck or some other sinister force in Gotham City did the deed is still a mystery. The problem is, Batman can't remember. And the more he digs into the labyrinthian case, the more his mind starts to doubt everything he's uncovering. So who better to set him straight than John Constantine? Problem with that is, as much as John loves a good mystery, he loves messing with people's heads even more. So with John's help, the pair will delve into the sordid underbelly of Gotham as they race towards the mind-blowing truth of who murdered the Joker. This just sounds absolutely excellent. I mean, I think this is a really strong title to launch the DC Black Label with. You know, that's a, a brilliant creative team there. Uh, there are other titles on the way as well. I'm sure we'll see in upcoming previews. So that's definitely, I can't recommend that one enough just as much as I can't recommend Heroes in Crisis enough. Uh, that's Batman Damned number one. So next up, what we've got is an all-new series. Uh, this is called Cover. So starting off with the number one. This seems to be part of the deal for Bram Michael Bendis coming over to DC. He's getting a lot of uh, chances to flex his own creative muscles as well as obviously focusing on Superman. Uh, so this title here is going to be uh, drawn by David Mack, who's going to do the covers and the interiors. And again, I think this is uh, this sounds like a great tongue-in-cheek title. There is a little bit of it that sounds like wish fulfillment from a comic book writer, I have to admit, but I think it sounds good. Uh, basically, it's uh, deep in the American intelligence community. Someone realizes the comic book creators who travel all over the world to sell their wares might make the perfect cover for operatives in the dangerous topsy-turvy world of intelligence and counterintelligence. And that's when all hell breaks loose. This is the story of the time the world of comics and the world of international spy work smashed together with unexpected results. Yeah, I think this is going to be brilliant. Um, these two guys, Bendis and Mac, worked together on a really, really great run of Jessica Jones. So it's clear that they worked together well as a team. So uh, yeah, I think this is going to be really, really good as well. Um, so we're going to move on from that to a uh, Sandman title. Now with Sandman... Obviously, we've got the uh, the Sandman Universe one-shot coming up soon, uh, which is going to basically be the segue into four brand new titles. Uh, so with this one, I'm recommending one of those four titles, and it's called House of Whispers. Now, this is written by Neil o. Hopkinson, 
I must admit it's someone I'm not overly familiar with. <clears throat> and the same goes actually for the art by Dominic, quotation mark, Domo Stanton. But it was actually the story element of this that uh, really dragged me in, I have to say. So for this one, uh, an all-new corner has been added to Neil Gaiman's Sandman universe. Welcome to the house of Dahomey, the houseboat of er Erzuli Freda, where the souls of voodoo followers go when they sleep to beseech the flirtatious and tragic goddess to grant them their heart's desires and counsel them on their futures and fortunes. When you arrive, you'll find a party is in full swing, filled with all kinds of fabulous and fierce folk, while fish fry and music blasts. From her bayou, Erzuli scrays upon the mortal realm and sees four human girls open a mysterious and magical journal filled with whispers and rumours that if they spread could cause a pandemic unlike any earth has ever seen. With the power to release Sapona, the Lao lord of infectious disease and cousin to Erzuli, who is currently banned from the human plane. But even the fearsome Erzuli cannot be of assistance when her dream river turns tumultuous, tossing her house from her realm and into another. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, the, the Sandman imprint has me quite excited with what they're putting together. I think that uh, Neil Gaiman is going to curate it, as we know. Um, so it's not just going to be a case of, you know, him being, you know, there in name only. I do think that he does have an active involvement in this. And I do think he'll want it to obviously be good. So <clears throat> that's one of two. There is another one coming out in September as well called The Dreaming. Which also sounds pretty good as well. But just the House of Whispers just uh, just nudged it for me. Uh, so with regards to the last DC title. Uh, it's actually a collaboration between DC and IDW. And this is Batman The Max number one. Now with this one. First of all, I love Batman titles that are a little bit outside the norm. With this one, the artist is Sam Keith. Now, Sam Keith is great at doing a really exaggerated Batman-style character. You know, big muscles, the big long ears, big nose, very threatening, the white eyes. And as well as being an artist for this series, he's actually co-writing it with John Lehman. Uh, so, just to give you a little uh, bit on this one. Now, for this, uh, from what I can see, it's just going to be a one-shot. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any mention of it being a mini-series or an ongoing, anything like that. But again, just to give you a little blurb, just to uh, whet the appetite for you. Batman must face the strangest and most bizarre adventure of his career, as he meets comics' strangest and most bizarre hero, The Max. IDW and DC Comics proudly present the most surreal, quirky and wonderful crossover of all time. A devious new doctor at Arkham Asylum is conducting unconventional experiments into the human psyche, and he kicks off a chain reaction of disaster when he experiments on Arkham's newest patient, the Max. The city of Gotham is starting to merge with the Max's psychedelic mental landscape known as the Outback, blurring the line between real and unreal. It's up to Batman to save not just Gotham, but all of reality, and he and the Max are going to have to travel through some of the darkest places imaginable, the twisted minds of Batman's greatest enemies. Join Batman and the Max on an off-kilter and unforgettable romp through the diabolical consciousness of Batman's greatest foes. Yeah, this just sounds brilliant. And uh, again, it goes back to me always saying you should follow creators as much as titles. Obviously, it being Batman, I would check it out anyway. But it's also from John Lehman, who wrote one of my favourite indie series, which is uh, Chew, which I've, I've talked about before. So, uh, yeah, that'll bring it in for the, uh, the DC side of things. Uh, just take a quick break now, and then we will move on to Marvel. So, welcome back to the previous podcast. So, moving on from DC to Marvel. And with Marvel, there's only really one place to start this month, and that is the return of Wolverine. 
Now, anybody who's been following comics or anybody who's into comics for a few years knows the cardinal rule is if a character's dead, he doesn't stay dead. Uh, there were there was a few years ago there was a four issue event called the death of Wolverine, uh, where Wolver it ended where Wolverine was completely encased in adamantium so he couldn't actually move, and we haven't seen the character in a couple of years. That uh, four issue series was uh, written by Charles Soule and drawn by Steve McNiven, and I'm delighted to say that uh, this uh, five issue miniseries Return of Wolverine has the exact same creative team. So Charles Soule, already one of my favourite writers, Steve McNiven, brilliant on artwork, uh, you really just can't go wrong with him. I just love the confidence that Marvel has for this title because one, there's about 972 variants, always fun, and uh, instead of a uh, blurb of any kind or a little insight to what the story would be, it simply says, he's back, bub. Uh, so they're returning uh, Wolverine with a 40 page issue, which is good to see as well, so that'll be an extra sized one, uh, which will be coming out in September as well. Uh, so that's uh, recommendation number one. We move away from that and on to uh, Thanos Legacy number one. So this looks like it's going to be an ongoing. Uh, the Thanos run recently was massively critically acclaimed, a massive seller, and was written by Rising Star. You know, we've heard me chat about him on this podcast before, Donny Cates. And he really, he brought a lot of gravitas to Thanos even before Infinity War came out. What Maybe he saw an early cut and knew how big the character was going to be, I'm not sure. But uh, he really did bring a lot to the character and that run ended brilliantly and this seems to be the follow-up to that. Uh, Donny Cates again is writing but it's actually being co-written with Jerry Dugan and then art on this is going to be from Brian Level. Uh, so just to give again a little blurb is rising star Donny Cates returns to the mad titan to bring the story bridging the gap between his best-selling Thanos wins the Thanos run already chatted about and the world's shattering infinity wars. How did Thanos' journey back from the future lead to the events of infinity wars prime now it can be told. Um, yeah, looking at this a little closer, this isn't going to be an ongoing, which is a shame because Tony Kids does some great stuff, uh, as I say. But this actually is going to be a wee one-shot, but I would highly recommend jumping on it. Even if you're just a Thanos fan and just fancy a kick-ass story, this is going to be a, a 40-pager. Uh, and again, this is going to come out in uh, September. So we'll move away from Thanos and on to Thor Ragnarok. Sorry, not Thor Ragnarok, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Terrible joke there, my apologies. Uh, yeah, a lot of people always refer to Thor Ragnarok the movie as, as Guardians of the Galaxy because the tone was so similar to a Guardians movie, but with the Thor character. And I like to think that Marvel have actually been quite self-aware in this uh, situation in that they're now bringing out a title called As Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so this is going to be written by Colin Bunn with uh, art by Matteo Lolly. Uh, now this one is spinning out of the events of Infinity Wars. And it's described as an epic space opera from Deadpool veterans Colin Bunn and Mario Lolly. Angela, the not-so-beloved half-sister of Thor, the hot-headed Valkyrie and the human who shares her form, Annabelle Riggs, Scourge, the executioner, freshly returned from hell, Throg, the mightiest frog of thunder, Kevin Masterson, the boy who took his father's mace to become the hero Thunderstrike and the destroyer, the Asgardian armor built to take down Celestials, its wielder unknown. The events of Infinity War sent Nebula off on a quest to rule the galaxy, wielding an Asgardian weapon even Thor would fear, and it's up to this team of gods, th assassins, frogs and heroes to stop her. 
I mean, who doesn't love a, a, a story where all the, the wrong people come together, so to speak? Uh, you know, all the misfits, that kind of thing. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if it's anywhere near the level of uh, the uh, Thor Ragnarok movie, then I think we're on to a winner with that one. So uh, yeah, that is Asgardians of the Galaxy number one. Uh, so we're going to move away from the Asgardians and over to the amazing Spider-Man. So with this one, it's just going to be a one-shot again. This is actually the Amazing Spider-Man Annual number one, which is written by Saladin Ahmed uh, with art by Gary Brown. Now with this one, there's a heavy sort of Venom symbiote type uh, type feeling to this one. The, fur, the cover of it looks superb with Spider-Man in the black suit and the um, shadow, a green shadow almost behind him uh, with uh, Venom there. So with this one, just a little blurb for it. Uh, years ago, Spider-Man came back from an alien world with a fantastic new costume. One he eventually learned was a living alien symbiote, looking to bond with him permanently. But before he rejected the costume that went on to become Venom, many a night the symbiote would creep onto Peter and unbeknownst to its host, take them out into the night. Now, for the first time, see just what the symbiote steered Peter into during these mysterious nighttime excursions. Saladin Ahmed, who was the writer on Black Bolt, Weaves an all-new nightmare fairy tale, illustrated by the incomparable Gary Brown, in what is sure to be a dream book for any Spider-Man fan. You know, I'm always a big fan of these uh, titles where they can sort of fill in the blanks of what could happen. Uh, and I think that's going to be a great story. I think that even if you're not reading Amazing Spider-Man, you know enough about the, uh, the lore of Spidey that that's just going to be a really, really interesting title. And Venom seems to be everywhere at the moment as well. Um... Just on a little side note from that with Venom, I remember seeing the recent trailer and not actually being too particularly impressed with it. But then I went to see Infinity War again last week <clears throat> and the Venom trailer was actually on before it. And I have to say on the big screen, it looked a hell of a lot better. Uh, I was already on board with Tom Hardy and all that kind of stuff. But I did think that uh, visually it looked a lot better on a big screen, a lot more epic. So I'm actually quite looking forward to that. But anyway, back to the comics. Uh, we will finish off with the Marvel title that I'm personally most looking forward to, and that is the Silver Surfer Annual Number One. Now, with this one, this is written by Ethan Sachs and art is by Andre Lima Arujo. Arujo. Uh, now I'm a big Silver Surfer fan. I didn't used to be. I I only get into Silver Surfer through the uh, incomparable Dan Slot run, which had. Mike and Laura all read on art. Um, if you've ever listened to these podcasts before, checked out our YouTube channel, <clears throat> you'll know that the Silver Surfer title I was a big, big fan of. It was just pure joy. There was, it was one of those titles that every single, single issue was a, a different adventure. You could literally read one issue or you could read every issue and you'd never be lost. Uh, it basically concerned his um, excursions across the galaxy with an earthling called Dawn. Don Greenwood and yeah really really can't recommend that highly enough if you are uh, happy to take my recommendations at face value and uh, <clears throat> if you're listening to this I like to think you've got a certain level of trust in me uh, they're about to release um, Omnibus uh, which is going to contain all of the issues of that run I believe it's going to be about 25-26 issues in total it's going to be around a £70 book but it's one of the it's seventy of the best pounds you will ever spend. It honestly is that good. I've pre-ordered a title uh copy even for myself. And that's even though I own the single issues. But we're gonna be getting that into the store soon as well, so keep an eye out for that. Uh but yeah, this is the Silver Surfer annual, as I say. So little blurb for this one. 
What mysteries await buried deep within the cosmic multitudes of the Marvel annals? Why, it's an untold story of the dark and tragic past of the Silver Surfer, brought to you by the mighty Marvel Way by Ethan Sachs, who's the current writer of Old Man Hawkeye, and Andrea Limo Arrio of the Thanos Annual. So, you know, I'm recommending him twice here. Uh, anxious to find a world worthy enough to save the mighty hunger of Galactus, Norn Rad's early explorations of the Devourer's new herald bear no fruit, until the surfer discovers an exotic alien planet teeming with life and energy enough to finally satisfy his master. But can the surfer really doom an entire sentient civilization just to save his own? Yeah, uh, that's going to be brilliant. Uh, the cover for it is absolutely spectacular. Very old school. Uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to that. If there was one Marvel recommendation I could give you guys this month, that would be it because I think the Silver Surfer stuff is just superb. Uh, yeah, so that is the Marvel uh, recommendations for this month. I'll just take a quick break and uh, I'll be back in a moment with the indie recommendations. <laughs> And so we're back now with the indie previews for what is coming out in September. Uh, so only one place to start here, I think. Uh, this is a title that will massively appeal to the comic community. And I really would recommend it. Uh, to be honest, once I tell you what the title is, you're either going to want it or you're not, to be honest. Uh, but what is being released is the Stranger Things comic. Now, Stranger Things is one of those shows that, I'll be honest, I didn't come to straight away. I don't tend to jump on to hype trains very easily. Uh, with Stranger Things, I waited until the season had been out almost a year, to be fair, before I finally indulged in it. And, you know, it was worth the wait. Uh, we managed to watch through the entire season in two sittings. But the good thing about waiting in that scenario was that by the time we finished season one, season two was only three months away. So, of course, the hype was there for season two because we loved season one. Now we've watched it and God knows how long we're going to have to wait until season three. But what we will have to tide us over in the meantime is the Stranger Things comic. Now, from what I understand, this is going to be a short miniseries, possibly four issues, possibly five. Uh, and it's being tentatively called Will the Wise versus the Demogorgon. So what this is going to follow is Will Barr's quest for survival in the Upside Down. So it's basically going to tell an untold story from within the uh, Stranger Things universe. Uh, this is going to be written by Jodie Hauser uh, with art by Stefano Martino. Uh, now, it's just a very short little blurb here, which is the nostalgia igniting hit Netflix original series comes to comic shelves. Follow Will Bowers into a dimension of decay and destruction where he must use his wits and resolve to dodge the pursuit of the Demogorgon and escape the Upside Down. So this is based on Will's unseen journey, which is during season one of Stranger Things. Now, if you've never watched Stranger Things, I genuinely can't recommend it enough. Uh, I'm a big John Carpenter fan and there's a lot of hints to Carpenter's work in Stranger Things. Everything from the synth music to, you know, just the horror aspect of it reminded me of The Thing quite a bit. Uh, so as I say, you're either going to want that or you're not because Stranger Things you either love or you don't. Uh, but yeah, that's the Stranger Things comic. The next recommendation I have is Bully Wars number one. Now, the reason I... I uh, went straight on to this as a recommendation. And again, it's it's going back to what I say about following creators. Uh, this is written by Scotty Young. So as you know, big uh, big author, or big 
artist I should say for Marvel but his writing's no slouch either he has his own self-created title called I Hate Fairyland um, and he's currently writing Deadpool for Marvel as well so he's starting to flex his muscles a bit more as a writer and in this one he's the writer with uh, the artist being Aaron Conley uh, so the little blurb for this one is Rufus, the biggest bully in Rottenville since kindergarten, suddenly goes from bully to bullied on the first day of high school. He's forced to make a shaky pact with his favourite geeks, Spencer and his twin sibling besties, Edith and Ernie. Together they'll have to find a way to survive the Hunger Games-like contest known simply as the Bully Wars, where the winner will rule the school. I mean, who doesn't want that? And there's even a little cover B variant for it, drawn by Scotty Young, which looks fantastic so uh yeah that is bully wars number one now another one that caught my eye for the indie stuff this month uh again this is either going to appeal to you or it's not but i had to put it out there this one is called burnouts now with this one this is going to be uh, a little mini series uh it is written by dennis culver and the artist is just called jeffo uh which is basically he's one of the artists in marvel rising uh, with Dennis Culver, he wrote E for Extinction. And uh, this one, I mean, they had me when they said what it was a cross between. It's a cross between They Live and Stranger Things. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, but basically, a little blurb goes to save their friends and families. A group of high school teenagers must fight off an attack on their town by a secret alien invasion. But they can only see the aliens if they're completely wasted. And then get this for a tagline. The burnouts are saving the world one puff at a time. I mean, you just can't go wrong with that kind of stuff. Uh, that's exactly what comics are, <laughs> exactly what comics are for, if you ask me. But we're gonna finish off with a pure nostalgia trip. I mean, it actually seems to be a bit of a theme here with all the recommendations. Obviously, Stranger Things is quite the uh, nostalgia trip, but I don't think it, it even compares to this. So what the last recommendation for you here is Star Trek versus Transformers. So this is basically uh, the Transformers 80s cartoon meeting Star Trek the animated series and this is described as a no holds barred Saturday morning mashup for the ages. At the edge of Klingon space the Starship Enterprise finds there's more to their final frontier than meets the eye when Kirk and his crew come face to face with the strangest life forms of all, Cybertronians. This unprecedented crossover brings together two of the greatest science fiction universes of all time in the style of their classic animated series. This is a five-year mission meeting a four-million-year war. So this is written by two titans of their respective properties. Uh, it's basically John Barber, who's written Optimus Prime, Transformers Robots in Disguise, and Mike Johnson, who's basically the most prolific Star Trek comic book writer of all time. Uh, the artist on this is Philip Murphy. Uh, his A covers are actually going to connect as well to form this uh, sort of hero-type image as well. Uh, yeah, if this doesn't tickle your nostalgia bone, I don't know what will. Um, I chatted to a couple of customers in the store about it, actually, and they were saying how they were surprised that some people don't actually know that a Star Trek animated series does exist. Uh, but yeah, they're putting it to really good use here with uh, Star Trek versus Transformers, and that is going to be from IDW. Uh, so yeah, I mean, those are the main recommendations for this month, DC, Marvel, and Indie. The thing is with the previews book this month, I mean, there's been there's so much good stuff. I mean, I could recommend it all day long, uh, but I don't want to be accused of being biased and just trying to get you guys to sign up for everything. But those are basically, for me anyway, the sort of creme de la creme of what there is. But yeah, there's loads of good trades coming out in the next couple of months. There's loads of um of other good single titles. So if you do want any other recommendations beyond what I have went through there, 
please don't you know hesitate to pop in the store have a chat see what else there is um you know we always have the previews books in store for people to look through and uh you know while they're sitting having a coffee or you know a snack or whatever so uh yeah but i'll leave it there uh, again i go back to the fact that if any of these do uh, appeal to you feel free to message us through facebook or even as i say just pop in the shop and we'll have a wee chat so uh yeah i'll leave it there that is uh alan doing the previews sh uh show for july and uh we are coffee and heroes in smithfield markets so if i don't hear from you guys hopefully i'll see you soon until next time mm -hmm.